Welcome to the SME Community Podcast by Tipperary Local Enterprise Office with me, Ashling Hurley, the Business Fairy. We have a great episode today. If you're looking at your business wondering how you just cut costs, there is a program that can help you identify where you might be able to make some time savings. And as a result, possibly uh, financial savings can be made um, to your business. So this is called the Lean Program. And there's a couple of different ways um, that you can look at your business and identify ways to make savings or increase efficiencies. So to talk about all of this today, we have a fantastic um a couple of guests here today. We have Orgin McDonald from Sola.ie and Alison English from Jigsaw Better Business Solutions. Sola are a Tipperary-based energy-efficient supplier to the retrofit and new-build market. And if you're a regular listener, you will already know Alison English, who runs the Lean program for Leo Tipperary. So welcome to you both, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. It's great to have you. Thanks for joining us. Um, so, Audrey, if we start with you, um, tell us a bit about Sola and what the company actually does. So, hi, good morning, ladies. Um, yeah, Sola, we're, Sola, we're a retrofit company. So, basically, we go into homes and we look at the energy efficiency of the home and then we upgrade the different measures that apply to the home to make your house basically more comfortable and more energy efficient and more cost effective for the homeowner. Um, we've been in operation since 2008 and in 2015, we were very lucky that in conjunction with um, the super homes, Electric Ireland super homes, we got to pilot the super home scheme, which was funded by SEAI. So, um, and we've since then we've grown and we're doing volumes of houses every year for um, the, the one-stop shops like super homes. And basically, we go to the home, there's a survey done by Superhome, and then we come along and we take the survey, we look at the house, and then we apply a work process to it, and then we basically agree with the homeowner what we're going to do, and then we process the house. And it's a, it's a game changer in a lot of um, people's lives. We've had, you know, children with cystic fibrosis who have seen, you know, big changes in their quality of air and, you know, their standard of living has improved, their medical conditions improved. We have another lady um, um, of an older era and huge, like would have been on oxygen 24 hours wow. a day now on oxygen. Like it's medically, a lot of game changing. Um, so it's not just... It. It's, it's not just an aesthetic thing or having yeah. a nicer quality of life. There is very good um, documented facts that, you know, this had to improve your quality of life. And um, wow. obviously your house, your home is cleaner. You're working off an air to water system. You know, there's no more ashes. There's no open fires. Um, but the air to water is an optimum temperature throughout your home. And um, so, you know, you don't have cold spots or there's no one roaring. You know, close the door. Don't be letting the heat out. You know, this that day is gone, you know, and it's a different <laughs> mindset of thinking, you know. We all have that memory of, yeah. holes, you know, close that door. But, um, Shut the door. Yeah, so yeah, we're, we're born in a barn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, hospitals swinging doors. But um, yeah, so since 2015, the, the company itself has grown. Um, we now have like 10 staff. Um, we use subcontractors all local. We supply locally. We've made good synergies with different companies, quite multinational companies. And yeah, it's been a very positive experience for us. And uh, we've worked really hard. Paul is a very good boss and a very good driving factor behind us all. And he's very good. He's built a very good team as well. And everyone is on the one hymn sheet, so to speak. Um, fantastic. Yeah. So, yeah, it is fantastic. And it's, you know, like we all know out there, it's hard to get a good team around you. And that does help. And then with like the likes of the lean, it's, you know, you can have all the best team in the world, but if you can't apply or utilize your team best in the best manner. Yeah. And I think that's where, when we went to do the lean, that's what we got from it, you know? Yeah. Oh, shit, the team is, that to us. The yeah. team, you know, and it's, it's a, everything. You know, a very good team, but it's your methodology of working needs to, you know, go hand in hand. Um, yeah. And um, Audrey, just for um, maybe, you know, the layperson, I suppose, if they're not familiar with the super home scheme, what is that? So SEAI provide grant aid to upgrade your home. And the super homes are a one-stop shop who actually um, facilitate the grant. So we're a contractor and they're the grant, say, facilitator. So yeah. when you do an upgrade on your home, you have to um, show paperwork. To, to in order to draw the grant money to say that I my house was a, a D and now I have done 
pumped my cavity wall. I have put in an air to water heat pump. I've put in a ventilation system, put on PV panels on my home. And by doing all these measures, I now have brought my home up to a B plus or an A rated home. Okay. Yeah. In order to facilitate your grant, you have to supply paperwork to sign off to say, this is the paperwork, this is the documentation, this is the criteria I've met. And for an individual homeowner, that is a, that, that's a lot of paperwork, you know. And so the likes of Electric Ireland Superhomes, the one-stop shop, um, what they do is they, they take that management element out of it. So they manage all that paperwork and all that really is between us, the homeowner and the contract or the contractor and our, you know, ourselves. Yeah. And then um, what they do then is they will facilitate. They're like the middleman, so to speak. But yeah. basically they take the headache out of it. And the uh, homeowner then is um, like we would turn houses around in about three weeks. God, that's you know, incredible, it, it, isn't it? That would be the main bulk of the work would be done. But how we operate is we we have very good subcontractors who subcontract into us and they know the standards that we expect. We work to a certain standard and they come in and they fall into line and it's brilliant. And we're able to pull from that resource as and obviously our own highly skilled um, crew of staff as well. So yeah. it's very much a, we do it and we approach it methodically and we're in and out with the least amount of inconvenience because some of the some of the grants are available for elderly people, you know, and you, you don't want to be disturbing or inconvenient someone, you know, to some extent, you know, but some people yeah. move out of the house. You don't need to move out of the house. And some people have that. Another thing people think is if I want to put in air to water, I have to um, get underfloor heating. Again, yeah. it's not, it can be tied back into your existing heating system. So retrofitting your home is not as far removed as to what you might think from when, you know, when you look around your house and, oh God, we could never do that. You can. There is costs yeah. involved, but there is excellent grants out there. And even better now, SEI have upped all the grants. So it's definitely a forward moving project and it's becoming more and more achievable and attainable for, you know, your ordinary person. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, because there's a lot um, of goodwill out there, you know, and people do want to do this stuff, but sometimes it is the cost. It's kind of like the electric car thing, isn't it? Everybody yeah. would drive one if they could, but it's currently it's just the cost of them, you know. Yes. And this year now they've, with the grants, they've changed it. You used to, the homeowner used to pay 100% of the cost and then get a grant rebate. And now yeah. they don't pay 100%. They, they, the grant portion, they don't have to pay that over, which is, that's a huge saving because you're not having to go to the bank or the credit union looking for 100% of your money you know what I mean yeah um, you know and and in that regard as well it does make it more attainable and it's it's not as far removed as people might think but like that I actually often I'm surprised and a lot of people like people are concerned about the environment and a lot of the people who inquire would say well part of the reason I want to do this is to make a better environment you know environmental you know it's not just you know your own living environment I think people do look at the bigger picture and I don't think we give people enough Acknowledge for that. A lot of people, yeah, a lot of people are trying to do better, you know, for future generations. Even if it's only if everyone does something small, you'll have a big change. Yeah, that's a great point, actually, because I was discussing that with somebody the other day. And sometimes you do feel um it can be a bit overwhelming, but as you say, if we all make a small change together, it all helps. Yes, and but I said it's surprising the amount of people that are in that mindset. It's not just oh, there's a grant there, I'd like to draw it. Yeah, think tank behind this, you know. Yeah, which is fantastic. And you work, obviously, um, with older buildings. Is that tricky? Um, Maybe it's not. Just one thing I would be thinking about was, you know, when you have older buildings and they have lovely character and um, you're trying to hold on to the character, but also trying to retrofit them and get them energy efficient. Is that difficult? Or um, have you ever had a property that's been too old? Or is it possible to do it on every property? It's doable on every property. But it's obviously at what cost in regard to aesthetically, you know, if you do have an old house and there is old features within it, how do you preserve that? Um, for instance, yeah. you can do external wall insulation as opposed to internal wall insulation. Do, do you know what I mean? And they'll have an effect on the home. Yeah. Um, in some of the houses, you know, doors and windows, the 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 grants will cover your door and window based on its U value. But if you want something more in line or in tune, we'll say if, if the existing was more Georgian or something like that, you would that would what we'd call an over and above. So you'd pay that extra. You wouldn't get granted on the aesthetically pleasing door, but you'll get granted rated on the U value of the door, which is the more important. That's what SEAI 
or covering in the ground. Yeah. So you can, there is ways, you know, and means that you can hold on to the aesthetic of the of your home. Which is um, great news. Which yeah. is great, really, yeah. Now, to be honest with you, a lot of people, it's a revamp. You know, they're, they're probably saying, we're here 20 years, you know, pre-2006 is the first guide um, houses, pre, they're the first houses that were ever sort of taken into the, the the upgrade retrofit market and like we know loads of them people are going yeah i want i want to freshen the place up new doors new windows it's like a new home like yeah yeah so i don't think people are as concerned about the aesthetic you know in in ways but you can do um the older houses but obviously it's a different it's a different path it's not as more straightforward because you are trying to preserve yeah And, and audrey is it just for um buildings belonging to homeowners or can business owner buildings um do they uh, can they avail of any grants either yeah there is a commercial side to the um SCAI um, retrofit ireland um, electric ireland they have a, a commercial side as well um as does the better energy community so the commercial side would be um we don't do a lot with the commercial side we're, we're very much in the domestic market and we have done like we did our own building um i saw that yeah yeah um, and like that, that was a great experience because everything was in a bigger scale, you know. Yeah, because um, you got NCEB standard, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, NCEB, yeah, yeah we, we are. And like, I mean, I have to say, it's lovely going into work sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> everyone working remotely, you know, it's nice going in. Um, but in saying that, yeah, there is grants for the commercial side of things. Um, and that has improved as well from the, the percentages. Um, a little bit more, you know, for a business to invest in that the value has to be, you know, in your home, you can see it, you spend more time in your home, obviously, and there's an investment in your home going forward as well. Um, in the business end of it, though, no, they do, there's more and more commercial um, is being considered. And yeah. obviously, you know, if it's a, like with the lean, if it's saving you money indirectly, that's you know, it, you're going to do it. Comes out, you know, so there are things you don't necessarily consider as a cost or an overhead. I have to have an office to run my business. You don't necessarily think, how can I? reduce that cost you, you kind of just say well electricity costs x and heating costs y and but there is ways of reducing the cost and that that could be very simple in some cases i know the cottage in Lockmore, like they put on photovoltaic electricity panels on their business yeah. over there you know and that's a community enterprise so you know like it, it's it's for every it's for every entity in within the commercial side as well but as a, we don't do a lot with the commercial you're mainly but it was our subcontractor, Caldor Energy Solutions. He did the PV. He he worked. He does our PV for us as well. So he had done that project, um, yeah. in conjunction with the Better Energy Community. So, you know, there is lots of commercial ventures. But again, maybe if people did the lean, they might realize the cost. You know, we just go. Yeah. Through. We don't. We don't consider. We consider it an overhead, and we accept it. And how do you improve it? Whereas in your home, I think you might. It's yeah, the comfort been... element. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. You want to feel it. Um, So one thing I want to ask you about, which people are dying to know, um, you obviously work with architects and one of them was RTE's Dermot Bannon. So how did that come about and what was it like? Um, That was um, an experience on both counts. (laughs) Um, So we've been very lucky twice. We've got to be involved with Room to Improve. Brilliant. Um, All I can say is the, like, Dermot Bannon is, is, is a really nice guy. Legend. You know, he really is. Uh, he, but, you know, when he's on site, he'll talk to the lad with the sweeping brush in his hand. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's not a guy who comes in and, you know, oh, let me look at this, let me look. You know, he's very much wants to see the nitty gritty and how are you getting on? And, you know, and very and like we were doing our own premises at the time of Mary and Joe over in Barcelona, the, the love story one was on. And, yeah. Um, he came to our premises and he was just very ordinary. And Kieran Devine is one of his architects that he works with. And again, you know, they were realists, you know, and realists, that's how you work. And that's how you work very well with them. Now, Paul and himself got on great. And I said, he was very affable and um, nice guy, you know. Yeah, um, which is lovely, isn't it? Yeah. And Coco TV, like, I mean, they're they're excellent at what they do, you know. Yeah. Um, and they, they won't let me on first dates, though. And my husband is now. <laughs> But um, but they're very professional in their approach and how the thing is processed and how, you know, what they're going to do and present, you know. Um, Yeah. But like they they saw the the value and um, in in portraying the work that was being done as well and seeing the guys and, you know, seeing the process of the whole. Like, I mean, 
the houses are just stunning, like to, to see the before and after, you know, and to, to see it going on. Oh, like day and night. Yeah. yeah it's, you know, like you only get to see a clip of it on the telly, but like to see it going on and, you know, good crack. Like, you know, that don't, don't like to do is, you know, you'd be spinning on the chair. <laughs> what is going on here? But no, I'm um, good. Good. And uh, yeah, um, Dermot, no, yeah, he's very, um, like the things that he, the ideas he comes up with and, you know, even like say on Mary and Joe's, you know, that pad, that fent, that timber that was on the front, like a, a simple thing and a huge aesthetic effect, like and just changed the whole fast the front of the house, like you know, and it was a it was a relatively simple concept, you know. Yeah, but the um, simple ideas are the best often, aren't they? Man, yeah. And then um obviously then you know, Savvy Kitchen, they had, you know, they were involved in supplying the kitchens and you know, fabulous work that they do. And it all brings it all together. Um, yeah. But Dermot is good at pulling that team as well. You know, as I said, he's very hands-on and it's it's definitely, yeah, he doesn't mind getting his hands dirty and, you know. And down to earth. He's down to earth, Jen. You know, I know Paul probably gave him no hop as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's no, just lovely, like, though, um, when you meet people, you know, that you've seen on TV or whatever and they just turn out to be really nice, regular people. It's it's brilliant, isn't it? It says a lot about them. It, it does. And, and you know, and it brings, you know, Room to Improve inspired us to, to do better. And, to you know, we, we we would like to think that we definitely rose to the occasion. And, we, you know, we portrayed that, you know, we, we're, we're a good unit and, we're you know, we worked well. And, you know, they were they were happy to come around a second time and, you know, and give us an opportunity to tender on the second project for this year's, for Jim and Mary's project, you know. Oh, it's just um, brilliant. Yeah, well didn't done. Didn't overly help that one was Jim and Mary and the other was Joe and Mary. It was, <laughs> it was days we were spitting our tongues out. Trying to, Is this Jim or Joe? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, um, and, and to, you know, to build up that rapport with the with the homeowner as well, because like, obviously it's a, it's a big thing for them, you know, and... Well, this is the thing, yeah, you guys are going in, you know, day in, day out, whereas for the homeowner, it's actually such a massive deal. They haven't done it before. And, um, you know, it's it's like, oh, this is ever going to be finished and the stress of the whole thing. So I think it's great when you have a team like yours that come in and are very um, organized at what they're doing, you know. Well, that's what we try to do. Like, we, you know, our, our engineer, Shane, like he's probably the first point of contact that people have after the Electric Ireland Superhomes, you know, and what ends up happening is, you know, we try to instill confidence. You know, we know our job. We do our job well. We're open. We we, we take customer care um, very seriously. Like, you know, and I mean, I come from a hotel background originally. So, you know, I, I do. There is a, you know, you have to listen. You have to listen to the homeowner. And you have to oh, explain yeah. why you're approaching the retrofit, you know, in this, in, yeah. this, in this way for whatever reason. You know, like there would be people there's people who just like oh you know I want a door where there was a window and then there's other people going oh well you know I'd really like you know just a door you know and you have to explain <laughs> that you know for the costs and what the value they're getting for their money as well you know oh yeah um, oh, no, commu- it's all about communication it is and uh, we're as said Paul the soul is very very lucky with the crew of lads on the ground like they're they're just everybody compliments them like they have just they're yeah. so mannerly they're so good they're so thorough they're so you know, in general, you know, everyone, all our feedback is excellent. Like, you know what I mean? People will, will say they're delighted to see the lads coming. They're, they're, they're a great bunch, you know. Oh, it's great that's great to have to, you know, that's, That is, you know, and that's important too, because that means people are happy in their work as well. You know, that's what you want. Like, you want that sense of happiness <laughs> oh definitely sure it's it's like it's not like work at all so um we're going to talk to Alison now about the actual lean program because Audrey's after mentioning it a couple of times so um the foundations of lean are actually really interesting uh, because you might not know that it's actually based on processes that Kichoro Toyota and others in the Toyota company started looking at back in the 1930s and then they um, got more intense about it after the Second World War. So they were having issues on the production line. And previous to this, um, probably the most famous person would be Henry Ford, who had streamlined his operations to the famous conveyor belt system. But that system still left problems um, because although it speeded up production, it left costs in other areas, such as the need for increased inventory and that kind of thing uh, to keep up with the new processes. So Toyota looked at this and then they shifted the focus of the manufacturing engineer from individual machines and the utilization of those individual machines to the flow of the product through the entire process. Now, Audrey's been talking there and they obviously have lots of different processes um, 
within their business. So, Alison, this is the approach of the Lean Programme. Isn't that right to look at all these processes and how they all flow together? Yeah, absolutely, Ashling. And good morning, everyone. Thanks for joining us today on the podcast. Uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's all about process, people and purpose. That's the kind of three key things that we look at with each of the individual businesses that we work with. Um, last year, since 2016, 837 Lean for Micro projects have taken place with an average wow. of 34,000. Um, so that's not to be sniffed at. And Audrey had touched on something there, uh, which I picked up on uh, when she was speaking there about the simple things. We're not here to reinvent the wheel and we're certainly not here as the experts in your business. We're here as a fresh set of eyes to look at how you do things currently and look for better ways to, 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 to deliver that for your customer in a better way. Yeah, it's it's all about um, innovation, really, isn't it? And making little tweaks that can actually really help the whole process. A hundred percent. I always say this to all my clients when I go in, don't be looking for the big <laughs> moment. Yeah, be looking for the small things because it's the small things that will add up to the big things. Yeah. Yeah, that's the whole thing, isn't it? Because sometimes when we think of innovation or, you know, working on something like this, even making the call to go on the Lean program can seem like a huge step to take. Yeah, it can seem quite daunting for a lot of people. And we have quite a few um, webinars and seminars throughout the year uh, where we work with the local enterprise board and we deliver an introduction to Lean. Um, And the amount of people who come on to those introductions to Lean and, and you can see them shaking their heads thinking, oh, well, you've talked a lot about manufacturing there. We're not actually a manufacturer. And, and I, I stipulate the fact that it's not just for manufacturing, guys. This is for the service, the product, the hospitality, the retail, you name it. Wherever there's a process and you have a customer, then lean is for you. Uh, and a lot of the times customers will think, well, I don't have enough time for this. And yeah. like, you're the ideal candidate. If you don't have enough time for this, you're the ideal candidate because that's what lean is focusing in on well why don't you have that time yeah that's absolutely a great point isn't it and it's brilliant to hear as well um that it's not just about manufacturing um so does it work for all types of businesses or is there any business that it doesn't work for do you think or you can apply it everywhere no apply it everywhere Ashley. that's what i'm saying if you have a process and you have a customer then lean is for you lean will work in your business um, and we all know what process improvement can do and we've seen that in the the, the, the average savings per client uh, Audrey will, will herself um, explain to you exactly what she's made savings on as well so it's all there do you know it's there yeah. working um, it's just about lean again as a mindset yeah it's about changing behaviors it's about looking at the way you do things and be open to the the practices of making changes because that's what lean is lean's all about continual improvement yeah it's, yeah it's a never-ending circle you'll never ever get to the <laughs> Um, Yeah, because the whole thing with the Toyota system is you're aiming for perfection, isn't it? Which, of course, you're never going to reach, you know. Absolutely not. But it's it's encouraging your team to come up with ideas. It's looking for ways to improve those uh, different steps and processes and tasks on a day to day, week to week, month to month basis. And at the end of the day, it's going to benefit everyone. Yeah, it's going to benefit your workforce. It's going to benefit your company. It's going to benefit your your customers. And more importantly, it's, it's, it's going to affect your bottom line. Do you know? So who doesn't want to make profit? Oh, if it goes straight to the bottom line, it's a no brainer, isn't it? Um, And so how does the lean program work, Alison, then? You know, what happens for anybody who's not familiar with it? Absolutely fine. So the local enterprise boards throughout the country are running this program and have done since 2015. They started a pilot in 2015 um, to get the flavor, you know, the feel for, you know, would there be an appetite there for it? And it's just grown arms and legs ever since. So the local enterprise board run a a program just now called the Lean for Micro which is targeted at um, SMEs with uh, between one and 10 employees. So again, we sometimes are approached by people who are maybe sole traders or who have maybe only one or two members of staff. This program is designed for you. Yeah, this is what it was. The, this is where the funding came. That's great news as well that um, smaller companies can go for it. Absolutely. Um, because it's we, we've recognised that it's the smaller companies that through time will become the big companies. So wouldn't you be helping them along that journey? Do you know, this this is a growth growth stage for for most of them. Um, And it's okay um, because I suppose particularly with service-based industries, you might necessarily have that many staff just because of the nature of it or whatever. Um, So if you've only got maybe a couple of people working for you, you still get benefits from it, do you think, Alison? 100%. Um, And we find as well with the SMEs or the micros, uh, a lot of the time when we're going in to, to speak with them or talk with them, 
um, they don't have processes in place. Yeah, they'll yeah. do things, but they won't have um, documented it, or they won't. You know, if someone new was to come in, then they would they would have a lot of time to be spent retraining that person. I think Audrey made um, an example of that earlier when she was saying. Uh, the, the program that we've run, we've done two programs now with Audrey, and in the second uh, program, it was a completely different um, employee base. You know, it was there was existing staff there, but the yeah. were all new. So you know that in itself, having that standard process in place, um, is a big plus for a lot of the SMEs because it saves time um, if they do have uh, additional staff coming in. You know, from a training element, which um, is fantastic news, and. Um, I suppose one area where, you know, any business can make savings and sometimes we don't necessarily think of it straight off, but um, the area of digitization, because that can lower operational costs, doesn't it? If you can tweak that. Yeah, 100%. And what we've actually found over the last two, two and a half years since the, the COVID regime, if you like, was a lot of people weren't digitalized at all, you know, and we're talking simple things, guys, like, you know, maybe didn't have a website. Uh, really? Yeah, weren't sure how Microsoft 365 worked, how does Outlook, how does emails work, you know, what's a CRM package? And I think what we have found over the last two, two and a half years is not that people uh, weren't willing to look at these things before COVID, but certainly after COVID, there's definitely an appetite there to start looking for these things now, you know, and being more open to the idea of, of starting to make things digital because the technology's there and we've had to use it for the last two, two and a half years. Otherwise, our businesses would have went under. So yeah. we were forced into it in a way, but in, yeah. a, in a good way, I think, you know, because it has actually brought a lot of the, the problems to the surface for a lot of businesses. Um, and there's help out there, you know, to, to, to bring that on and to make sure that they're, they'll be kept up to date with technology, basically, um, and how to work that. So it's brilliant. So um, it looks at everything holistically, you know, which is great. Um, funny that you say actually even about going online last year and was a consultant really good at her job, but had never had a website. I couldn't believe it and managed to stay going in, you know, for 17 years in business. But then COVID happened and her business went off the edge of a cliff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We've seen it time and time again through COVID as well. Um, and thankfully, though, there was the business continuity vouchers, which came out fairly quickly. Yeah. Um, when, when at the start of COVID, which I think was a massive help. I think we did over 85 businesses throughout the, the country with the business continuity vouchers. Um, and they were just a godsend for them, you know, because oh, yeah. um, they, they were a lot of them were trying to get online uh, in order to sell their products, you know, their products and their services. Um, yeah. And it was it, all the trials and tribulations that came with that um, and the challenges for them, which I think was uh, really, really um, detrimental in some instances you mentioned there about one of your clients who had no website I know it's incredible in this day and age I mean you just assume everyone has you know but I think one thing people learned through COVID was the importance of digitization anyway you know and try getting your business online in some form or shape um so both of you have worked together on a lean project so I suppose Audrey if we ask you first um with the first project what was a deciding factor or what were you looking at that you thought oh I'll, I'll go try this lean program you know what I suppose what inspired you to do it or motivated you to do it um we did it first in 2017 that was our first lean program so as I said the business was established in so I joined the team in in 15 and um, electric Ireland super homes we were involved in piloting the retrofit and you know, the, the thing was, move, the business was starting to grow and grow fat, you know, rapidly for us, you know, and yeah. like you're trying to control, you know, you're trying to bring what was already in place and, and develop it forward. So in conjunction, the local enterprise office, we'd have obviously, because we were in a very much an infancy growth stage in regard to retrofits, they were very supportive and um, they told us about the lean program and they really felt that this was something that would help us grow and control the growth or, or you know observe the growth in a, in a controlled way I suppose so we went to a, we had a workshop and I attended the workshop I didn't really understand what lean was um, like they talked about cost saving and waste management and all this but in my head waste was like between our recycling bins you know it was yeah. as, as Alison said so we were like what do you mean like but once <laughs> we went like and then I realized waste is anything that's costing you money. And when you start to get into that mindset saying, you know, 
waste is time. You know, you can waste all it and they, they cost you money at the end of the day. And um, so when we first said, I said in 2017, we did it with Alison. We had four staff um, involved. We, we only had six staff. Um, so we were very small. Um, and they, Alison arrived to our offices and she took us through the lean process and applied it to our business. So Alison didn't need to have a knowledge, as she said, of the business, of the retrofit business or what we did. She didn't need to know what an air to water heat pump looked like or anything. Yeah. It was the process that we were applying. And I'll never forget the first the first <laughs> day she got us to tie do our desks, which was it was a very simple applied task. But like when we applied the lean principles, and that's what it boils down to. They, Alison will teach you the principles of lean. You will apply them. She will support you in the application of them. And then your desk is tidy. I remember going, oh, I don't know why that document is on my desk or why I have a, post- a calendar from 2016 still up under the under. Simple things and, and that sense of clearing out. And then now you have a clear path. You can see, okay, where, where is our next step? But I do recall um, Alison talked us through our process at the time. And it was done and she we, she wrote up the information. She, you know, she asked us the questions. We put up the information and then we could see like, oh, my God, we're doing the same thing on three different occasions. Wow. Through the process. So we're going like, why are we doing that? <laughs> you know, we were double jobbing. We were crossing. And this was very much in the office element, you know. Yeah. And I was like, well, mother of God, I didn't realize that we were going around in circles. We were still moving forward, but we were going circular, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what I loved about the way Alison taught us how to approach Deline was that she let us figure it out for ourselves in that in visual life. She didn't come in and say, well, you need to do this and you need to do that. And she presented us our our current process and then asked us to stand back and take a look at that. And, you know, she pointed out inconsistencies or, you know, rep- rep- yeah. repetition for us and then prompted us to ask the question of ourselves. So it's not that someone is coming in and trying to remold your business or anything they're coming in to, to help you to to look at your business in an informed way with a solution in hand Brilliant. You know, that's what Alison is bringing she's bringing the solution for you and the solution oftentimes is pointing out why are you doing it so many times and how can you you know if we did it if we were doing something three times she might say well you only actually need to do it twice she wasn't you know, saying water yet. She was like, we'll see. You know what I mean? There's no like, judgment. That's good. There was no judgment in it. And, yeah. it, and that, and um, so we only had four. So it became very clear that we were repeating stuff and we, we didn't, you know. But in 2017, it very much sorted out our process and highlighted where we could improve. That was the first thing that we took from it. We didn't get overwhelmed. Alison, you know, she challenged us. She asked us to take on roles and you know question our process in different elements because obviously we've an engineer we have the guys on site we have the office staff with the, the selling element the customer service element but it was like you know achieve what you can achieve don't get overwhelmed because you know pick something we'll work on that and that's the whole idea of her coming back every two to three weeks or, or four weeks whatever you know suits your company oh brilliant it's not, it's not shoving it down your throat and then in 2021 we had a new staff. We know the, the staff was with us like a couple of years. We had been applying the lean in principle. Um, and it was many as a time I would revert back and I'd be saying, oh God, hang on, now, there's a better way of doing this, you know, because of what Alison had taught us in the lean. Like, so even going forward, we were sharper at doing what we were doing. But we we changed over, like Alison said, with COVID, we, we changed over to SharePoint and to yeah. Office 365 and Teams. And that was a lot of overload of information. So by doing the lean again, it was a good opportunity to marry all that together, you know, look at our process. Because when the guys joined the team in 18 and that, and 19, they, they just, you know, followed suit. This was the established process and this is what you do and you're trained to do that. And it was there and we were able to train them. And there was probably nothing to encourage the guys to, think outside the box or to question what they were told being told this is how we do a thing yeah you know? they were just following along yeah and, and like no and they're, they're great they're great workers don't get me wrong but like you know the initiative so once we did the next lean again we started back at the same principle um i did it um, and the other two office staff members and then a different um on the ground staff paddy he came in and again it opened the line of communication and the conversation between us all or paddy was saying 
you know, we were like, oh, well, we could do this and we could do this checklist or we could improve it this way. And then he's on the ground saying, I don't have all day to be checking chick, no ticking checklists, guys. But so, that's such a great point, um, Audrey, because sometimes I want to bring Alison in here actually as well. You know, you're thinking at the top, oh, this would be great. We could just do this, this and this. But as you say, without input from somebody who's actually working on the floor or, you know, who's working in that job, um, you could go off and put in a load of processes that actually make no sense to the person that's actually going to be doing it. Absolutely. Yeah, you're dead right there, Ashling. Um, again, Lean is all about teams. It's yeah. Respect for people. It's about bringing people in, encouraging them, you know, to offer up the ideas, what Audrey was saying there earlier, uh, and making them feel valued. Um, productivity will increase when you when you can involve your team. Um, and if yeah. you feel they've got an input to the end result, you'll then you'll encourage more ideas to come to the forefront. And it's but, I've seen it time and time again. Yeah, and you get great ideas from the person that's actually doing that job because they have brilliant insights, you know, because they're the ones that are doing it day in, day out. But when you started working with um, Audrey, you know, she was describing there the process and how practical it was. Um, So from your viewpoint, when you arrive in, you know, how does it work or what does that process look like? Okay, so as Audrey mentioned there just now, we tend to start with the workshop. So it's at least giving people an introduction. Um, And it's funny what Audrey was saying there about, you know, didn't know what a waste was. Um, a lot of people are the same, you know, a number of businesses I've went into and they've, they've thought it's dietary, you know, lean something to do with dietary. And you're thinking, well, it's, yeah. you know, it's nothing to do with that. But <laughs> in, in a sense, you know, it is about, you know, the whole process improvement and how do you make things better? Um, so after the workshop, then we assign a mentor or a coach uh, who will go and work with the company. Um, with regards to the Leo Tipperary, it's a seven half day um, course program that we work with the, the clients. Uh, over the last two, two and a half years, obviously, we've had to do that remotely, but we're hoping to get back out to site uh, very shortly. Yeah, uh, we would visit site. We'd visit site. We'd come. Um, a lot of the things through Lean, we talk about this Gemba, which is go and see. Um, and it's really, really important to go and see how the process is working uh, firsthand. Yeah. And Brilliant. It's looking at it, you know, with that fresh set of eyes. Audrey made comment to it there just now when I went to their offices back in 2017. It was about show me, show me how you do that just now. Yeah. Um, yeah. And exactly what Audrey said there just now as well. It's it's an observation, not a criticism. We're there to, to help you and your team to start seeing things through a lean lens um, and start to be looking for things, looking for ways to improve it. Um, and it does, it's that lean mindset that we talked about at the top of the conversation. It's about planting that seed in each individual's head that starts to question. Yeah. It's not yeah. of just relying on someone else to come up with the ideas. Question it. You're doing it. You're there um, and you're the expert. So, you know, look at it from a different angle and ask yourself a question. Could this be done better? But I thought Audrey's line was brilliant there. Um, you know, waste is anything that costs you money, which straight away you get the whole idea. This is what lean is about. It's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And we, we talk about that. Um, I know Audrey made mention there about time. Time's a measurement of waste. Um, which is, is critical as well. Um, we actually define it in, in, uh, between eight different wastes, and that can be anything from, uh, you know, transportation, about moving products from A to B, you know, the whole motion, that's your people having to, you know, lift, turn, bend, twist, and, and do everything else that's, that's involved in motion. Um, and then obviously you mentioned there about inventory, and you've made reference to the Toyota manufacturing, which again is really, really critical because um, inventory is classified as a waste. Uh, if we have too much of it, then obviously we've spent our money on it. We can't respend it. And the chances are it can either be damaged, become dis- discontinued, or even it could go out of date. Yeah. So it's past its sell by life. So these are all key things. Obviously, I haven't gone through all the, the, the waste, but it is about things that um, you're doing on a day to day basis that you have to start looking for. You know, once you can identify where these wastes are, you can start to eliminate them, you can start to strip them out. And we, we talk about the terminology and lean of anything that doesn't bring value to the customer is, is waste. Yeah, it's, if the customer's not willing to pay for it, then why are we doing it? Um, and the difference between, say, when Audrey did and Sola did the first uh, lean program, and then they were great, actually, to go back and do a second one, because obviously they're just thinking now all the time in terms of lean and working through a lean process. You know, what was the difference or what did you see when you were going back the second time? Well, I think the key thing here, and Audrey had mentioned it there earlier, is it's it's all about your customers. Yeah. And she mentioned there about the rapport she has with her customers, the good feedback that she gets from the customers, 
and probably repeatability and word of mouth, you know, spreading the word um, to, for new business for Sola. Um, again, it's about process, you know, so when we went back the second time, it was again, well, okay, what, have, what level have you got to now by adopting those lean principles you learned back in 2017? How does that uh, computate with uh, the team members you have now? How does that, um, what's the results that, that that has delivered for you now for your customers? And where's your next issue? Where's your next problem? Where do you see that bottleneck occurring? Or where's that, um, in this particular instance, when Audrey was doing the second program here, they focused in on their snagging list. So Lean loves a problem to solve. So when we went back the second time, we identified where the problem was. And we always talk about fall in love with the problem, not the solution. Yeah. Start to, look at, start to look at where your problem is. Uh, too many times you'll go in and you'll just start to, to, to look for solutions and it's not the way to go. You know, you have to find out what it is first. What's causing it? Where is it happening? How many times is it happening? How, how many people is it involving? And then start to super analyze, okay, how are we going to, how are we going to fix this? Yeah. So, yeah. So the second time round with Audrey, yeah, it was, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, it was building on the platform that we'd already, um, the foundation that we'd already put in place back in 2017. And what we said earlier about Lean being continual improvement, this is what that was. Their second program was now to continually improve what they had already learned and obviously what they'd put into practice. And Audrey, the um, snagging list, that's a really unusual thing and very clever thing to look at actually. So what happened there? Well, to be honest with you, um we got found out very quick. <laughs> we were like, I was there going, oh, yes, we do the lean. Yes, we second time. And then we went, off we went with Eamon. And Eamon was like, what's going on here, lads? There's a bottleneck here. We're like, oh, no, whoops. Um, no, the, the second time. So we obviously with Alison on the first one, we had looked at very much the, the office based, you know, getting because obviously the volume of work was growing over the years. So it was probably more how do we get the information to the guys on the ground? And when we did the second one, we went through the process. It was, it, you know, it was a few little gray areas, but in, in principle, we had still maintained what, what Alison had taught us. Um, but then when we went through the process on the ground, that's when we noticed, okay, the, the communication fell away. And when we, yeah. when, when we came to the snag list being the, our, our fixed, our, you know, where we're going to concentrate on, on this lean program to start with, once we identified where this, the problem was, we didn't just necessarily fix the snag list. We went back through the process and found out what caused the snag list become, to become a problem. So it wasn't necessarily where the pain was being shown. It, it was actually further, starting back. further back the line, like, you know what I mean? So that was really good. And I think when, um, because the new team members had joined, when we had a system of sorts in place or a process in place, it was good for them to see that the system worked so far. You know this, and then now we start saying, "Well, the system doesn't always work." And because the business was growing so rapidly, we had to change with the business. So we had to grow a new process to try cope with the volume of work we were now getting. You know, so but it was very yeah. interesting the fact that once we identified the problem to fix the problem, we went back through the stages and found out where it actually started to occur. Brilliant. As opposed to just because we could have fixed the snags and and maybe put in a better way of dealing with the snags. We had to, but like Eamon and Alison showed us, oh, now you can fix it. You can put a sticky plaster on it, or you can come back <laughs> and find out where did it actually start to come into play? Where did the wheels start to loosen, you know? Um, and as well as that, by doing it the second time, um, while well, I had a concept of it and knowledge of it, I, you know, and I'm still very much willing to learn more and more, it gave the, the and Martina and Shane an opportunity and Paddy to you know, revisit what they were shown and bring their ideas to the table and, you know, put all our heads together and become a better working unit, you know. Brilliant. Um, but in as well as that, just something that um, Alison said as well about the, the whole the approach and the waste. And I mean, the time, I don't, that's the one thing with Lean. Uh, because we had like an engineer, an office person, someone from the accounts end of things and someone from the ground, we all could apply the lean principles to our own element of the business. Yeah. So we'll say, for instance, in regard to Alison spoke about management, you know, stock and waste and stuff, you know, in regard to units. And um, like when I would meet the accountant after, 
I had a better understanding of what the stock and the values and what it meant. And, you know, you can, you're, you're still learning while it's a principle you're learning, you can definitely apply it back to your individual process. So I was able to say, well, like we don't need to bring in this much stock or we bring in the stock in a different manner or we don't overload because that's waste. It's a waste of money tying money up. So definitely I think for smaller businesses or people who don't understand how much money you're actually making to break down the, the, the cost of your unit and when you sell um, it. And Audrey, would you say, yeah, sorry, can you just repeat that, Audrey? The line broke up there, sorry. I was just saying that when the lean program showed us to take into consideration the cost of buying the, the product and, and at the point we sold the product, how much cost went into it? So how many times did a phone call have to be made? How many times did someone have to handle the item? You know, did you have to post it? You know, this that, that process, the cost involved, as opposed to looking at, I bought it for this much and I sold it for this much and that's great, I made 20 euros. <clears throat> you know what I mean? It was bringing it back. And that's what Alison taught us is that there's more cost involved than the buying price and the selling price. It's how many, how long that unit is in your, in your, in your orb, in your business before it actually gets to the customer. That's wasting money as well. That's absolutely brilliant. Um, Alison, do you want to come in there on that? It's a really interesting way to look at it, isn't it? And then so many businesses don't look at things that way. Yeah. And a lot of the times they don't have the data there to actually see it um, or, you know, be able to measure it. And again, we talk about this in Lean about measure, manage and monitor. Um, And it's that awareness I think when you see a fact and a figure, um, I, one of my old tutors had said, you know, if you have no data, you've only an opinion. Um, yeah. True. Uh, and we, we've all got a gut feeling, haven't we? And well, how long's a piece of string? Do you know? So it's giving back people the control over understanding what does that mean? Uh, and obviously, what can we do about it? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's really, it's, ve- it's very pivotal, you know, in the whole lean methodology. Yeah. And um, can I just ask as well, Alison, as I suppose a final question, um, we're talking about data there. And if you're starting from zero, really, because you haven't been collecting data, you know, because you don't know about it, you're only learning about it now. Um, how does that piece work? Or do we suddenly end up with a lot of different spreadsheets or, you know, what happens um, that people are able to make the move from having no data to suddenly understanding, oh, this is what's happening over here. I really don't need to hold on to that much inventory, for example. Yeah, absolutely. And that, this is what we're seeing just now. Uh, we talked there, you've touched on the digitalization. Um, and this is what we're seeing now. There's a lot of companies who we are working with who are working through multiple spreadsheets. Uh, none of them are linking together. So the information they're having to go around the houses to actually be able to collect that data. Um, thankfully, you know, the whole um, era of digitalization has come about now that there are packages out there, there's systems out there, you know, there's software out there. That, that can help people um, to, to, to pull that information together. Because don't let for, let's forget, you know, admin is not what your customer is paying for, you know. So all the additional steps you have to take to collect that data to understand how your business is performing is all what we call non-value adding. Yeah, it's things that we have to do because we have to understand what's happening in the business, but your customer's not paying for that. So we're always looking for ways. You know, but identify those tools if a business hasn't got them. Correct. Yeah. And automate those processes so you can go on with the things that the customers are willing to pay for. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. Um, so would you say, Audrey, it's a very worthwhile program? It certainly sounds it um, from your experience of it. I mean, you've done it twice. Not because I needed to do it twice. I just <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, well, no, we didn't need to do it twice. It definitely was applicable. It just made it sound like I was a bit, I didn't get it the first time. I did a bit. Um, <laughs> No, definitely. It's the pro lean, as you say, it's in the Toyota factory. It's a, it's a, like Alison didn't invent lean. You know what I mean? She's applying lean and teaching lean. And yeah, all it's I can around a long time. Is, yeah. And all I can say is that Alison and her team in Jigsaw, like the way they approach it and help you, and it makes it very doable, you know. And it's not like I know you spoke about data there and collecting data, Ashlyn. It's, in like we did we did collect data and we did look at the process but by looking at the process unknowingly you're collecting the data for yourself if you know when you when when Alison starts to break down well how do you get from a to z that's the that's the data you collect and then you apply it on every sale so to speak yeah Um, but in that regard 
Um, I, I definitely would definitely highly recommend any business to do it. And if you did it once and applied 50% of what you learn, you'll have a better business. And you'll, oh, have the, you'll, have the, you'll have the drive to, to want to have a better business. Because I said, I still would, even before we did the second one, I was still always going back in my mind going, God, I'm after doing that now. Do you know, I have two different Excel sheets and why am I working off two? You know, that does, can we not marry this together? I, I, you know, you start to think that way because I know now it's costing money. And then Brilliant. that's the end of the day, it's costing, it's costing the company money and the fine, more fine-tuned we are. And I would say we do another lean in three years' time and look at our process and fine-tune our process. And like the local enterprise board is there to support small businesses to, to grow and develop. So I would say everybody, grab it, take your support, Get in contact with the likes of the local enterprise office. Get Alison into your company and, you know, take a look. Because, you know, if you save 100 euros off your bottom line, 100 euros you're wasting at the other end, you know, and that will that will will grow and capitalize. That's the thing. It's better in your bank account than somebody else's, isn't it? Yeah, and like the supports are there, like the grants for the retrofits are there. The supports are there. Take them yeah. while they're there. That's a brilliant um, note. And Alison, would you like to leave us with um, a, a tip for anybody that may be listening and thinking about it? Absolutely. Um, as we said at the top of the conversation, if you're sitting listening to this just now thinking, oh, yeah, that sounds great, but uh, I just don't have time. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you're too busy and we need to know why you're too busy. Yeah, it's your customers that are suffering because you're too busy um, and you're certainly not going to be able to grow the business if you're doing all these tasks that you don't need to be doing. That's the thing, isn't it? It's taking time back in a helicopter view, really. So important. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you both so very much for sharing your insights, um, particularly Audrey McDonnell of Sola, who has given us great uh, tips there. And we've learned so much from listening to her experience and Alison English of Jigsaw Better Business. You can find out more about the Lean Programme um, on localenterprise.ie forward slash Tipperary forward slash lean for micro if you have any questions on the program you can get in touch with the leo tipperary office in clamel or talk to them via twitter or instagram at leo tipperary you can visit audrey at sola.ie that's s-o-l-a.ie for any of your uh, energy saving advice at retrofits and allison is on jigsawbetterbusiness.ie thanks as always to ita horn and madeline ryan in leo tipperary who are responsible for the podcast and put a huge effort into it um, for each episode you can talk to us on Twitter or Instagram at TBF Central. And just to say thank you very much to Jane Farrell and Research and our sound engineer, Derry Luttrell. Thank you all very much for listening. Bye for now. The SME Community Podcast is an initiative by Tipperary Local Enterprise Office. It is produced by the Business Fairy Digital Marketing Agency and it's hosted by me, Ashley Hurley. You can talk to us on Twitter at TBF Central and you can also talk to uh, Tipperary Local Enterprise Office on Leo Tipperary.